This is the 99 Black Podcast. Welcome to the 99 Black Podcast. What's up, guys? My name is Wes, and I'm here with Connor. And we decided to (laughs) (laughs) just do another episode. We decided to have an impromptu podcast because uh, Connor was just talking about different stuff. And I was like, dude, wait, let me hit this record button. (laughs) Yeah. So, uh, you know, it's every day we're in our Bibles, we're praying, we're doing all the Christian stuff. And uh, it's easy to like do read stories not have them relate to us at all. And then sometimes they relate to us on this really crazy way. Like, we're just really struck by them. And so one of the things that we've talked about before is you say, like, hey, what are you learning right now? And and I'll tell you. And I'll ask you, what are you learning? So, um, you know, a couple episodes ago, talked about what I learned. I've been, I'd been learning about some different things about all through Genesis, and we've covered that extensively so far. But uh, you said you've been, what did you say, you've been in Psalms reading some stuff? Yeah, so. Um, so I want to know. I want to know what it is yeah. you've been learning. So I'm intrigued. So actually, I, I, I really wasn't, um, this wasn't something that like I had been like going along through Psalm or Psalm a day, which I know a lot of people. Psalm a day keeps the doctor away. Keeps the doctor away. But I we were doing, I was doing research on the. Uh, topic of idols um, really had gone deep into it historically and then also like going through the Old Testament and, and, and checking out all these things and feeling the weight of like just understanding what these people were doing uh, what was idols to me and so I had kind of expressed to you that uh, man I'm loving growing and spiritual maturity but then at the same time Personally, I feel like I'm going through what I refer to as like spiritual puberty. And the reason I use that term is because I'm it's going from like child, like being a child in the faith to now being mature in the faith, right? Going from the milk to the meat, going from just, yeah, this is nice. And Jesus loves me. This I know at the same time getting that understanding of my relationship with Christ, what that means in my day to day, what am I being called to spiritually? Like just all these things. And the only way I could have any sort of direction or clarity on it is through intentional prayer, but also reading the word of God, right? If I want to hear what God's saying to me, I'm reading it from from the Bible, I want to I want to see it right, and so kind of took a break from reading the idols, and so I also had told you through reading that the comfort I had found in because God is one God, because God is the only God, and He's a just God, He's a loving God, He holds us to one standard completely across the board, right? So He views sin as the same. Right, no sin is greater, mm-hmm. no sin is less. Sin is so. Sin. How does that bring you more comfort? Because I, I'd always looked at sin as very. Um, you can measure it, right? Mm-hmm. Oh well, I, I don't cheat on my wife. I don't, I don't, um, I don't steal. Like I don't kill people, right? So I'm not that bad of a person. And 
as I'm experiencing this season where I'm the spiritual uh, puberty, so to speak, is I'm noticing heavier and heavier the weight of my sins where I slip up and say a, a cuss word. Like I drop the F-bomb at work because I'm so angry. I'm just so mad, right? And yeah. I, dro- I slip and drop the F-bomb. Or I... Which F-bomb are you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fire truck is what I was talking about. But, um, so, you know, I drop, I drop that pretty heavy word. Or um, I catch myself gossiping. Little, so are you saying that you think that people that might be a new newer believer or something like that, that they don't feel the weight of their sin as much as someone that is maybe been following Christ longer. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a hundred percent saying that it's be, and it's because I was guilty of it for I mean, years, man. Like I didn't see a problem with me, um, going to church on Sunday, doing my day to day, getting my fill. And then Monday through Friday, I'm chatting it up with the boys, cussing like a sailor, um, you know. Shout out to all our soldiers and Navy, <laughs> yeah. Navy men out there. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so I didn't, I didn't see a problem with it. And then as I'm going through this, I'm starting to notice myself catching, like, a, just a drop in a heart of the, my stomach flipping upside down. I'm like, oh, my gosh. Like, I just, I just, I just did that. Yeah. And, like, how dare I? I'm better. Like, I, I, sh- I know better but i did it anyways like what am i doing like consciously noting that something that maybe didn't used to bother you bothers you now yeah and it wasn't like like when i decided i wasn't gonna cuss at work anymore it wasn't like i was like okay like i see this today's the day today's the day like it was just my language changed my heart had changed i was deep in the word man like deep um realized that people aren't gonna see christ represented through the way my way my speech is, the way I'm holding myself, the way I'm talking. It's kind of like a catch-22 because you feel more convicted and you're like, you're glad that you do, but on the flip side, you're like, ah, oh, crap. Yeah. Like, now I'm more convicted about these things that used to not bother me that bad, but now they bother me. Yeah. And, and that stinks. Oh, and it's, oh shucks, and man. That, that, that stinks. It stinks so bad because... Um, Look at us editing our language. To yeah. <laughs> Dag nabbit. Dag nabbit. <laughs> um, but... It stinks because, like, it's great. You're making strides. And, man, it's painful. And you're like, oh, like, I just feel down in the dumps. And I'm like, man, like, I am keep messing up. Now I'm, I'm having a conscious uh, battle with myself. Oh, I said this. Oh, where where's my, where was my heart when I was talking about that employee? Oh, where where was my heart when I um, was aimlessly scrolling through Instagram and I saw this fitness ad and I know I shouldn't have looked at it. But, you know, like, little things that – years ago would have never been on my plate. Yeah, you're you're in this point to it's like the fleshly side of you says, man, like it was kind of better when I didn't notice mm-hmm. this stuff. But when you think about it, yeah. Obviously it wasn't better. Um but you're just seeing the bad side of you, which you ignorance is bliss. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's it really is like I was uh, it was bliss because I wasn't in my word. I wasn't reading, right? And so, therefore, I didn't see any of this. I'm enjoying life, man. But once I started seeing the way God holds holds sin to that standard, right, that moral standard, that, like, uh, even it goes deeper into, like, our thoughts. 
like if you think this or if you if you think about that woman in an un, unholy manner like or un, like into the standard that God holds you to like you've already committed adultery like that's right. a deeper level right that's not like because I yeah I'll, all the all the Jews of the day when Jesus was talking about this they were all like you know don't the, the Ten Commandments were clear. Yeah. Don't kill. Don't steal. Don't have any other gods. All this stuff. They're all good with that. And then Jesus comes in and throws a wrench, and he's like, whoa, if you hate somebody, mm. that's the same as murder in your heart. So now you're a murderer. If you have lust after a woman, now you are an adulterer. So it takes this, this matter of saying, now instead of just the principle of you perform an action. Yeah against somebody and that's against the law now god is evaluating your heart yeah that's a scary thing because now i can't just say well i didn't kill anybody it's now now i did i was i hateful towards someone because in god's eyes that that is equivalent to the sin because the motivator behind it is the same yeah and so just as much as i had referenced spiritual puberty real puberty was not fun <laughs> i mean it sucked it was not it was not enjoyable whatsoever i i did not enjoy it at all can i tell you one of the speaking of puberty can i tell you like the set <laughs> this isn't personal i mean like this is one of the saddest big. things that ever happened to me yeah. i had terrible acne um mm. and what's funny is people don't know that about me now but like in my brain like it kind of still exists because that time in my life was I was so insecure because I had acne, and uh, my brother, um, he probably won't listen. He, he probably won't listen to this. <laughs> I could just One of my brothers was I had some friends over, and uh, he said something. I feel like he called me pizza face. I feel, Ooh. Dude, Ooh. even when I say that sentence, just now, like uh, everybody that hurts. hurts. It hurts bad. <laughs> it hurts. So he insulted me in front of his friends. Dude, I cried. Like, yeah. he cut me down to the core. I mean, I was like 13 or 14. It just it it hurt me still haunts bad. you today. Um, and so, you know, talk, <laughs> talking about a puberty story, like, yeah, that, 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 that that's a sidetrack. I'm sorry yeah. to interrupt your point. No, but you're fine. I brought back some bad memories about puberty. So puberty is no fun is what yeah. you were saying. Uh, puberty is no fun. And it, we have all have stories that haunt us till this day where we're like, oh, my gosh, man. Like, I was such a weird goofy greasy mess right <laughs> yeah i just went through your facebook pictures not too long ago <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's a sight to see and uh i mean there's pictures on there from like 10 years ago in my defense the bieber hair was big right uh i was wearing uh, i thought i was a weird looking kid but that was a mess bro there's like ten thousand dollars worth of dental work in this mouth like i had like the most crooked teeth like i had a pizza face um, I remember that's the last time we use that term on this yeah, podcast. Yeah, no, well, I do not support the word, the term. <laughs> it dies with this episode, but I had bad acne. Yeah, I had bad acne, and I remember girls be like, oh, "Man, it was just it. It's like you, we're we're laughing and joking about this because it's still in our brain, mm-hmm. fresh like it was yesterday." Yeah, right. That's my point. Is that the point I'm trying to make is is we're talking about puberty. We're laughing about it now because it's like, man, that was rough years, but it's over with, right? You had to go through puberty to become the man you are today, right? Like legit, mm-hmm. you ha- everybody has to go through puberty. 
biologically, you have to go through puberty to transition into the man you are. So what does that mean when I say spiritual puberty? Spiritual puberty is the same concept. You have to go through the same exact thing that you did with puberty, so to speak, with all the struggles, with all the just, oh, like you're trying to figure out life, you're trying to get it to work, you're trying to understand what is, why, like why, like I, I'm, I, you don't like yourself. What am I? Who am <laughs> yeah, I? Yeah, like you're just. Where am I? Emotional, just. Why am I? <laughs> yeah, you're just emotional. You're you're like, oh man, like I'm just, I'm a mess. I'll, I'll never do this. Like I won't, I'll always look like this. I'll, I'll always be this, right? And then like everybody tells you that's an adult. They go, man, like just give it like four more years. You'll yeah, be fine. Your acne will clear out. You're good to go. And like, and I'm feeling, I'm seeing what people were meaning. Like when you go from the milk to the meat, like, dude, it'll be worth it, but it's not fun. Right. Mm -hmm. It's not fun right now. It's, it's, it, it's a, it's growing pains. It's what I have to go through to become the man of faith that I want to be. But I have to deal with this. It's kind of overwhelming. It is overwhelming. I mean, I get overwhelmed. Like I want to. I wish I could just lay my head down and just like absor- be like the Matrix, just plug something <laughs> in the back of my neck. I just like learn it all. Yeah. God, that would be like the greatest thing if I could just absorb all this information um, that we're trying to learn on, you know, who we're supposed to be, who God's called us to be. Yeah. And so that coming full circle, I stumbled upon, I was reading about sin, you know, and the magnitude of my sin, the weight of my sin, what sin does. To the heart. I mean, I was reading. I was reading about everything, man. I'm reading sin, and dude, you want to look up sin, the topic of sin in the Bible. That feeling of I'm feeling terrible about myself. I am feeling dirty. I'm not. I'm just not thinking highly of myself. Go ahead and start opening up some scripture about sin. It'll knock you. It'll mm-hmm. it'll bring because like it's it's the it's it's serious. It's the because the standard is set where it's well, at. I think the actual definition, because you know I love definitions, yeah. the actual definition of sin is to miss the mark. Yes. Right? It's yeah. like it's like something along that line where you're missing the mark. Well, what's the mark? The mark is God's holiness. Yes. So you're missing the mark of God's holiness. And there's no man, there's no one without sin. Like I there there's right. You're you're not going so you're never going you're we're we're sinners, right? Um I accept that. There's no man without sin. Except the only person that's ever been without sin was Jesus. Right. He died for the sins of all men. I understood that, right? But man, do I see my sin in my day to day. And so I was like, golly, man, like I'm beating myself up. Like, I don't know. What do I do? And somehow, some way, I stumbled across Psalms 51. And this is like where David, um, is regarding the time that Nathan calls him out. Like, you know, the prophet um, Nathan calls him out and, and, and after he committed adultery with Bathsheba, right? Mm, okay. So if you know, I mean, he committed adultery, right? It's, a, it's big, right? It's heavy. Yeah, he, he literally saw Bathsheba, a very convenient name for Bathsheba because yeah. she was bathing. Yeah. And uh, he saw her. He's like being a peeping Tom. mm Saw from the from the rooftop, say, "Hey, hey, girl," mm. and the rest is history. Yeah, 
And it, and I mean it. Cons- he was. She was someone else's wife. And then what happened? Go ahead, finish it <laughs> up. Tell me what happened. No, I want. Well, I mean, so he was so consumed by his he was lust. Yeah, he was consumed in lust, and then uh, Uriah, I think, was mm-hmm. her uh, husband. Mm-hmm. He's like, hey, Uriah, like. We're going. We're in war. I'm gonna put you on the front lines. You were the man man. of man's. You know, it was a plan to kill him, which uh, he did die. Yep. I I guess it was in war, wasn't it? Yeah. I don't want to. I don't want to misstate it, but I know that he died. And so, essentially, David, who is always referred to as a man after God's own heart, Mm -hmm. right? The good guy commits adultery, commits murder, Mm -hmm. has has this guy's wife. Uh, husband, this lady's husband killed and steals the wife. All, this all to cover up mm. all of his sins. Yeah. And uh, she becomes pregnant. Yep. And then the baby is and died. And baby dies. That baby dies, right? So, wow, right? Yeah. So, I knew this story and I stumbled across this psalm. I, I, I knew where this the psalm was going, like where it, the the place it was coming from. So I'm like, like, how can I even relate to this? Like, I didn't mm-hmm. kill anybody. I haven't killed anybody. I haven't, I don't, I'm not an adulterer. I don't sleep. I'm not sleeping with someone else. I've never, you know, I'm never, would never do that. Right. I like, those are, those are big. Cause on my eyesight of sin, that's huge. Right. That's, that's for me. Like, yeah, those, it's, it's almost like I'm saying this like with a wink, like those are the real sins. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I, that's how I looked at it. It was that, hey man, David like did this, this craziness. This, I'm not him. I'm not him. I'm not like that. So comparison, I'm not like that other person that's sinning. I compared myself immediately to it. So I'm reading this song and it says, the first thing it says right off the rip is have mercy on me. Oh God. Because of your unfailing love, because of your great compassion, blot out the stain of my sins. And I'm like, hmm. I feel that. Yeah. I, I, I definitely, I'm right there with you. And then he says, wash me clean of my guilt. Purify me from my sin. For I recognize my rebellion. It haunts me day and night. Against you and you alone, I have sinned. Now that's just three verses in. And I'm like, hmm. <laughs> I'm seeing this, oh, now I can kind of relate where David's at. I'm right there. My heart's right there. I'm like, yo, mm-hmm. dude, that is, I'm right there with you. But then just five, you know, five minutes ago, I was like, well, I'm not David. Mm-hmm. I didn't do that. Yeah. But whoa, hold up. Now, like, I'm feeling it because I know I've seen the sin in my heart. I'm seeing how it's eating my man up like he well he realized his sin and what you're saying is like the same thing with you where you related he realized his sin and then once he realized his sin he realized his need to be purified from his sin yeah and so that's the same boat that you find yourself in you say like i realize i i sin and i honestly think that's where the disconnect is for a lot of people yeah i'm a good person i don't realize that i'm a sinner and so I don't really not realize my need for uh, to be purified, but that's because what I was just saying a second ago, like those things don't separate me from God. Only the big thing or the things that, by my own standard, yeah, by my own mark, yeah, that those things might separate you from God, but nothing I'm doing. Yeah, and um, I, it's funny we've we, we've mentioned this before together. Like if you're looking, like if you look at a city 
from street view, you see all these different buildings and different heights, right? And you're like, oh, that's a skyscraper. That's a little mm-hmm. rinky-dink little townhouse. And, and you're seeing the the, levels the measurement are, yeah. between the two, some right? Some buildings are tall. Some buildings are short. But if you look at a city from aerial view, it just looks like a bunch of squares. There's no, you can't, I mean, you really couldn't tell, honestly. Like You just know that they're buildings. You just know they're buildings, right? And so that's how, like, I kind of viewed how we look at sin in a, in a very, very, very dumbed down way to, for me to process it. That's how we look at sin compared to what God looks at sin. So I, I just, I, I'm not trying to read the whole Psalm, but David just killed somebody and slept with old buddy's wife after he just got killed and got her pregnant and so on and so yeah. forth. And all I'm doing and what I was struggling with the weight was just like some, some cuss words. And like maybe I was talking bad about somebody behind their back. Yeah, but my heart, viewing my sin, is lined up and on the same platform as what David was dealing with, yeah. right? And so I don't know, man. Like I just wanted to really kind of bring this to light because if you are going through that, say, spiritual puberty, <laughs> um, one growing pains. They hurt. Everybody's been a, you know, greaseball going through the changes, going through everything they need to be to become the, the man or, uh, of faith that they need to be. And so like, it's, it's what you're going to have to go through to get to that. Right. And it's worth it, but it it's the growing pains, right? Especially when you're coming from the milk to the meat within that. And you're starting to see the weight of your sins whether at a at a secular level they're big or small, you're starting to see this. What it did to me for the longest time was it created this wall, this barrier between me. Like I, I did it. God was always there, but I'd run and hide and be like, oh, I, I don't, like I'm broken. I'm not good enough. You, like I'll never be right, which is true. Like, yeah. I'm broken. I'm not. It's kind of like uh, the people that'll say, you know, let's say going to church, for instance. And I'm not saying going to church doesn't save you, but that this is how they kind of use it. They say, "Well, I want to start go- getting back into church. I want to start, you know, uh, pursuing things of God. Like, I, let me just clean these few things up, and then once I'm made right, then I'll get back on track." That's what it kind of makes me think. Yeah, of. and and that's, I mean, dude, I've been doing that dance for years right and i didn't realize it was in this stage until i started seeing these things i'm like golly so psalm 51 we're reading like if you take the time to read it what you'll see at the end of it is he goes um you do not desire a sacrifice or i would offer one and he's meaning like an animal like mm-hmm. he's me he's meaning like, like like what they did was uh, animal died to be yeah. to take the place of your sin. Yeah, season. he's like you don't want a burnt offering. He said the sacrifice you desire is a broken spirit. You will not reject a broken or repentant. Uh, a re- you will not reject a broken and repentant heart. Oh God, look with favor on Zion and help her rebuild the walls of Jerusalem. Then you will be pleased with the sacrifices offered in your spirit. And it goes on to talk about 
the bulls will again be sacrificed on your altar, right? And so he's he's referring back to what was happening then. But the the ultimate thing he's he's referencing is that like this is what you you won't reject a broken spirit. You you were this is the sacrifice you desire is a broken spirit, right? Like you won't reject a broken and repentant heart. So he's acknowledging one his sin. Yeah, he's saying God won't reject this heart that is changed. Yeah, he he, he it, it, because he's in, uh, understood the magnitude of it, and he's seeing, oh my gosh, like I am broken, I'm a sinner. Instead of running, which I feel like when you're going through spiritual puberty, you turn the other way. I feel like that's why no one really gets out of this circle. Mm-hmm. And I feel like a lot of this, and this is why it was so important to me is because you never get out of the circle. It's a continuous circle because you know, you're not a child of faith anymore. You're not on the milk and you're not, I mean, I'm not saying spiritual puberty is only a year or two. Mm. It could be, you're not at the end road, right? Where you get to finally take place in heaven with your father, right? You get stuck in the circle and you get, you don't know what to do. Instead of running, David's like, I'm, I've, I have done these things. I'm completely broken. And like you were, that, that's the sacrifice you want is the broken spirit. So I really wanted to just encourage somebody to say like, one, we both are humans and we're going through these things. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm seeing it in day to day. Right. Two, please do not like that's when you need to go through it. Realize that this is something you're going to go through. And just as much as David had done these horrific things on a secular view that I didn't see as a big deal, the sin on the same platform, man, like I'm right there with David, I'm broken and hurting just as much as what David's dealing with. And that God won't reject that. God wants to see that. God desires for you to acknowledge your brokenness and broken spirit. Uh, we were having Bible study over here the other night, and we were in 1 Corinthians 13. And I, one thing I noticed was, it, this is a passage that talks about things that love does. Love is patient, love is kind. And, you know, you people, anyone that's been married has probably heard this mm-hmm. section oh, yeah. of verses. And the one thing that I noticed was the things that it said love does, how I don't do a lot of those things mm. all the time. And so any... So I have to give myself a reality check a lot of times because, like we talked about, I think it was the very first episode, about how I felt like I had the moral high ground mm-hmm. um, because I was a very moral, upstanding, rule-following person. But it says, love is patient and kind. I was like, how many times have I not been patient and kind? Yeah. Okay? It says, love's not jealous or boastful. How many times have I been boastful? It says, or proud or rude. How many times have I been proud or rude? Mm-hmm. I can think of a time I've been proud or rude this week, yeah. you know? And so it does not demand its own way. This one really got me. It's, it is not irritable and keeps no record of uh, being wronged. Mm-hmm. Um, I, <laughs> I wish I could say that wasn't the case for me, but I remember somebody wronging me. Uh, but it says that love doesn't do that. Yeah. And it says that, um, it says that uh, it's not irritable. Mm-hmm. I'm, I can be a goat. You know, sometimes I'm just irritable as a goat. Yeah. And so it's easy to say that I'm doing everything, or I'm checking all the boxes, I'm doing yeah. right. But, but then, like, Scripture comes and slaps me in the face and says, well, actually, 
Yeah. Someone who loves God. Yeah. It has the fruits of the spirit. Uh and and that uh if they have the love in them, you know, love's not jealous, love's not proud, love's not rude, like love's not these things. And guess what, buddy? You're guilty of doing those things. Yeah. And so it kind of gives you a reality check and then brings you back to say, Hey, uh, you know, I'm not perfect. I'm mm-hmm. You know, my good does not outweigh my bad. It, here, and so speaking of good outweighing bad, I know that's a common idea. Uh, and then I was listening to something they were talking about karma, how, you know, the more, you know, your good will outweigh your bad. Uh, if you do something good, good things come to you. Mm. If you do something bad, bad things come to you. I never really thought about this. But do you know that that's not the correct understanding of karma? What karma is, it? <laughs> is you know, because no. Buddhist karma is all about reincarnation. Yeah. So karma is if I do good things in this life, my next life will be good. Mm. If I do bad things in this <laughs> life, my next life will be bad. So even in our culture where they kind of preach this karma. Yeah. And it is such an easy and term this that people Christian throw out. Buddhism. Uh, yeah. So I'm reading this book by Nathan Finocchio. He talks about Christian Buddhism. Yeah. It's this idea that if I do if I do good, good things come my way. That's not even that's not even Buddhism. Yeah, it's not that's, even lying. That's a made up thing where you say if I do good now, good things will come my way. That's not even what they teach. Yeah. And so it's kind of uh, a misinterpretation and a misteaching, but people live by that. Yeah. And so their idea of what's good and what's bad and their need and what they don't need and their self love and all this different stuff. It's just it's just way off of spec. It's like just way out of the realm of where it needs to be. Yeah. No, I 100% agree. And that's, I mean, honestly, man, like I wish I had like all these crazy bullet point, bullet points, um, TV made. Where's your PowerPoint? You I, I, you yeah. I wish your, I had a spreadsheet. Where's your PowerPoint I wish presentation? I, and I wish I, you know, I could, I could take time to really dive down. And I mean, we could spend hours on hours on scripture. I just wanted to make sure that, Anybody who's listening, if you're going through these, you're not alone. One. Yes. Two, don't run and hide for the hills because you think that, oh, man, I'm, I'm a sinner. And, like, I'm seeing the magnitude of my sin now. Now these things, like, I quit smoking and drinking and, like, and like you know, going to parties. But, like, now I'm seeing, like, this, like where I'm just a sinner constantly. Like, that's that's when you really turn to God. Yeah, it, like in that moment, dig in. Dig in. Dig into like, all right, now you're on the right path. Now you're acknowledging your sin because what I see the biggest problem is is that the denial mm. that your sin exists. Because if I can deny that my sin exists, then I can deny everything Christianity teaches about my need. Yeah. Because now, like, I I can do whatever I want because I have set the standard. I have set the mark. So when we talk about missing the mark, yeah, there's no mark to miss. Yeah, I am the mark. Yeah, what whatever I say goes. You set and that so, standard. So that's you know that if you apply, if you kind of wrote that out, if people thought like that across history, mm. what that would look like if everybody had their own standards. But you, we have these sayings right now. Yeah. your truth, my truth. Um, that, that's, that's not true because if you're saying that you have a truth Mm -hmm. and that I have a truth, you're making a truth claim. 
Uh, if we both say the opposite things, we're both making absolute truth statements. Mm. So they both can't not be true. And you can be like, well, there's no such thing as truth. There's no such thing as good. There's no such thing as whatever. There's no standard. And that's the truth. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now you're making a truth yeah. claim after just <laughs> saying that there's no such thing as true. So yeah. we're acknowledging that because we're seeing this, that that forgiveness of our sins, that washing of our sins is Oh my gosh. So, so glad I have something Mm, like that because man, like death is that the only thing else is death, man. There's nothing else. Like it's just, well, that's what we said in the last episode mm -hmm. where these gods were like doing, like they were worshiping these gods for what they could get. And what we're talking about is when you realize your sin, now you're worshiping God for what he's done. Mm. God in his grace and goodness made a way that even though you are a sinner and you I can't be in the same room with God because we've been separated because of how I am mm-hmm. not because of how he is but because of how I am and so he made a way that this wretched sinner mm-hmm. uh could have a communion with a holy God and when you realize that He's done that for you. You no longer have to worship uh, because, oh, if I worship him, I might get that car. Mm. Now it's I can worship him because I realize how good he is. I worship him because I know who he is and what he's done. It's not out of some type of now I get something. Mm. It's now I get to give something in in thanks. Amen. And I get to show gratefulness for it. Amen. Well, that's that's it's crazy how just in your day-to-day reading scripture how it it connects the dots and points to the one true god and 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 what jesus really did for us on that cross and so really i i just wanted to i'm glad we were able to do this episode because if you're listening man like we truly love you we care for your soul we want you to understand that like i said I, i beat this drum enough but that we are just real people just like you and um, we hope you find comfort in this and encouragement. Uh, definitely spend time in the Word. Spend time in prayer. Glorify God for what He is, right? Um, but anyways, if you have any other questions or any thoughts uh, or any topics that you'd want to talk about more, please send us a DM. Yeah, drop us a message um, and a review because we love that. Yeah, And, uh, you know... Puberty sucks, (laughs) and we don't want you to be a pubescent child for the rest of your life when it comes to being in Christ. So thanks so much for listening, guys. We will see you in the next episode. This has been the 99 Black Podcast. We'll see you next time.